Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Let's take a look at some headlines from around the region in our regional roundup. Uh, we've got quite a bit to talk about. The majority of Thai people harboring doubts about the ability of Move Forward and seven other parties to form this new government. Plus, we'll also look at uh, the region, uh, what it'll make headlines uh, with regard to the Shangri-La Dialogue that's happening in Singapore this weekend. That's June 2nd to June 4th. And on the line to help me out is Dr. Felix Tan, political observer at Nanyang Technological University. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm good. Great. Thank you. All right. Uh, we've got quite a bit to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. First, let's start off with this uh, survey, opinion survey, that showed a majority of Thai people harboring doubts about the ability of Move Forward plus seven other parties to form this new government. We've been talking about this for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. now, Dr. Felix. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, why is there doubts over Actually, I can kind of guess why there's doubts because by now we should have that coalition government already, right? It's been a few weeks. I think just answer that question, the first half of the question, you know, know, just just take it that slowly. But I think we all have to be really honest with ourselves or maybe, you know, or at least like what the Thais are doing, resign to the eventuality that the Move Forward Party and its coalition parties will have some difficulty forming the next government. I mean, while one can always remain hopeful it seemed a little bit futile, especially you like what we have been talking about for the last couple of weeks. Uh, the possibility that a 250-member Senate will actually vote for them. I think we have heard some of them considering voting for the Move Forward Party, but I think eventually these members will also have to remember how they got to be there in the first place. So they must ask again where their allegiance lies. Mm. I think that is a huge question. Mm. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. So... <laughs> I don't even know how you're going to answer this question, Dr. Felix, but what, what happens if we can't see this, this coalition government doesn't materialize? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a reasonable question. I think if the coalition government does not materialize, I think there are a few scenarios. And I think, uh, firstly, and this would be a rather unfortunate situation, is that there will be protests, not just in Bangkok, but also in the other parts of Thailand. And if it gets worse, it might lead to yet another coup again, you know, and I don't think we want to see, or anybody in this region would want to see that. I think secondly, there might be some skirmishes, and there will be, you know, if they don't uh, become the government. Uh, but it will be small protests, and uh, by and large, will not really affect the day-to-day running of government, especially businesses in Thailand. So that is what okay. we are probably hoping for. I think the third scenario is I would foresee is that many are resigned to their fate, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that at the very least, the Move Forward Party and its coalition will become the largest opposition bloc in parliament. I think this will actually make passing of certain public policies that are maybe military or affiliated uh, a bit wow. more challenging yeah, okay, okay. So, in, in more, it's not impossible. Yeah. Oh, oh wow, you're, you're, you're <laughs> opening up my brain here, Dr. Felisco. So Thailand remains, the economy remains. Yes, it has to be, mm. right? Um, yeah. You talk about Move Forward being the largest opposition. Does this mean Peter Lim Jaron Rat will become PM? Mm. <laughs> is something blocking him here? <laughs> well, if, if they're going to be the opposition, it's highly unlikely that you know Peter Lim Jaron Rat will become the Prime Minister. And I think there are a few situations. Now, okay. firstly, there might be a compromise between those in the coalition okay. and maybe maybe those uh, military affiliated bloc to vote for someone from uh, maybe the Perthai party for example so we might see someone like Pei Tong Tan you know what and that might be a likelihood or even okay. Shita Tavisin and okay. they are all from the Perthai party 
Uh, secondly, we might even see a return on Mr. Prayut Chan himself. But yeah, I yeah. <laughs> but I really think that his chances are slim. Okay. Uh, simply because his party did not really garner a huge number of votes. So I think the third scenario is what we might see is Prayut's former first deputy prime minister, Prawit uh, Wong Su Wan whose party, the Palang Pracharat Party, taking over as Prime Minister. After all, they have quite a number of seats, 70 seats at the point in time. Okay. Yeah. So they and the Senate together, they might get the vote. Yeah. Thai politics has never been more exciting. I'll tell you what, it's going to get even more exciting. Apparently, there was this allegation by a whistleblower, uh, Chuvit uh, Kamon Visit, uh, pardon me for that, some kind of a, a secret deal for the Per Thai Party to form a coalition government with former parties in the government bloc. Talk to us about this allegation and, and the legitimacy or even the possibility of something like that happening. Yeah, I think I'd rather not speculate too much sure, on that. Sure, after I all, it's just an allegation. But I, I think I'll have to go and stress over here is that although the Per Thai Party, unlike the Move Forward Party, has not been averse uh, with aligning itself with some of the other political parties, and they have done so in the last government, you know, and the previous government. So unlike the Move Forward Party, they have not made that very obvious. And also some of these in parties are also independent and they are only very loosely affiliated with the military. But I, I highly doubt so that uh, the Per Thai would take such a risk and uh, abandon the Move Forward that coalition to form an alternative alliance, you know, but uh, there are lots of speculation and rumours going around, you know, circulating around. Yeah. Mm, okay. What about the former Prime Minister Thaksin Shinawat saying that he was left flabbergasted by these allegations? I mean, just a, the, someone of prominence speaking up about it. Uh, he did just have a family reunion in Singapore over the weekend. Any indication that this is one step closer for him going home? We talked about the potential of uh, Perta having more significance in the government as well. Well, between the, the, the trip between Singapore and Thailand will be very, very close. And yeah. I don't think, you know, <laughs> there's going to be a difficulty. But I think uh, I think it's really so that Thaksin is a little bit fabricated by these allegations. Yeah. I mean, I think he has left Per Thai, you know, the day-to-day running of the Per Thai party to, you know, his daughter mm. and uh, his other allies inside there as well. So I think we'll leave it as that. Yeah. But I think nevertheless, for whether Thaksin will eventually make him back to Thailand, well, uh, for once, if the military and those affiliated political parties allow it, then it will take the heat away from them for the time being. You know, this accusation of, you know, whether the opposition will make it, coalition will make it, and then, you know, who's going to be helming it. So I think, you know, if they allow Thaksin to go back, it might take the heat out uh, away from them. Yeah, I think secondly, okay. whether, you know, whatever secret deal there is, it would seem that Per Thai, despite not winning substantially, still will somewhat of a influence in the Thai political landscape mm. and that will be mm. interesting to watch out for. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he would be unhappy with all this also because of how he has mm. built up his daughter, right? They put put her on that pedestal, so to speak, so it kind of tarnishes that uh, in that sense. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, you're rightly, rightly put it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's play a game, uh, Dr. Felix. Um, uh, previously, <laughs> the game was called Where's Wally? Now it's called Where's Joe Lo? Uh, supposedly in Macau, but news reports coming out saying he's in Shanghai under house arrest. I mean, what are you observing with regard to this, the reported sightings. Uh, I think Agent Fox Mosler is involved now. <laughs> yeah, I, I think with Joe Lowett, the, the thing has been around for years. Yeah. I think, you know, this case reminds me so much of this uh, fictional character in the animated TV series where in the world is Carmen Santiago. Hey! And, um, yeah, Malaysian version this week. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, I think despite all these warrants to arrest him, there is not much that has been done. Either mm. it demonstrates a lack of political will 
fail from all sides or failure of all the enforcement agencies around the world. I think somehow or another, Joe Lowe still continues to live his decadent lifestyle and jet-setting around the world. I think that that's strange, you know, for, for that to happen. But I think, you know, what we can see is that I think at the same time, you know, I mean, there have been talks that he has been on house in house arrest in Shanghai. Exactly. In yeah, China. that's what the yeah. latest news report is. I mean, under house arrest, yeah, at the same time, the question of whether or not mm. he's going to suffer the same fate as his former aide, Ki Kong Tiam, mm. uh, who was yeah. arrested uh, just earlier this month, in fact. Mm. I mean, if he's in Shanghai, then can he be extradited back into Malaysia? Ah would be another yes. interesting thing worth exploring. Yeah, I think that would be an interesting, you know, question over there. I think mm. one of the issues that we brought up is whether, you know, he, he will be extradited. But I think mm. at this point in time, the Anwar coalition government is uh, a little bit unwilling or unable to make concessions to Beijing on such issues. And I think it's left it as it is. So whether the question of extradition will still be called into question right now. Uh, another okay. reason is also because, you know, probably Joe Lowe knows too much about what transpired between China exactly. and Malaysia during yeah. that time. And I think, you know, it's always about buying time until Mm. something more appropriate, you know, can happen. Okay, deal or no deal, I guess that's what you're saying, right? Uh, Dr. Felix, final issue is that we're having the Shangri-La Dialogue here in Singapore, June 2nd to 4th this weekend. Uh, Of course, it is a military uh, type of dialogue. There is a focus on that. But um, in your opinion, how will the Southeast Asia region be in the spotlight at this dialogue? Um, The odds of Myanmar being a topic of discussion? I think we have to be clear about that. I think Myanmar will highly unlikely be the topic of discussion at this point in time. But I think the elephant in the room is the US-China relationship, brother. Mm. I think for starters, the Chinese counterpart has recently rejected a request yes, by the yes. U.S. to meet on the sidelines, you know, for at least a discussion with the U.S., you know, on uh, both sides. So I think this rebuff from the Chinese, you know, makes it rather clear that the Chinese does not want to engage with the U.S., at least not at this level, at this avenue. They will want to start a meeting at the highest level, and that's president to president. That's one. And secondly, so long as the U.S. continues to provide weapons and back Taiwan in the ongoing tension, there will be very little room for maneuvering. So I think what we should be watching out this weekend is really to listen to the speeches made by the China Minister of National Defense, Li Shangfu, as well as the U.S. Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin. I think there might be somewhat of an implicit yet honest responses that will be exchanged between the two. All right. I've been speaking with Dr. Felix Tan, political observer, Nanyang Technological University. Dr. Felix, as always, I do appreciate your time. You take care and have a great Wednesday evening. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.